everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the State Champ Swingway podcast, where we cover everything MHSAA softball. I'm your host, Jenna Rose. Each and every week, we're going to be joined by Total Softball's Donnie Dreyer, who's our local expert. Donnie, you've been a part of the State Champs family for six years now, big part of our Total Softball Player of the Year Award. How excited are you to get this podcast rolling? Uh, I'm really excited. You know, we've we've been doing this for six years now, and in doing the broadcast with Lauren, and now we're adding the podcast. And I, I think the podcast is going to be a, a great thing because we're going to be able to dig deeper and and talk more about the players, which is really what we're doing this about giving the kids uh, giving the kids exposure. So I'm I'm excited. Right. And moving forward in future episodes, we will be joined by Brian Chittister, who is the director of operations for College Bound Jocks, which is a cr- recruiting service. But Donnie, diving deeper into what you do, tell us about your passion for softball and how you got started to do what you're doing today. Well, I mean, it goes way back to my baseball days. I, you know, played baseball since I was nine years old, played a little bit of college ball. When I got done with college, I, I moved into a game that was called modified fast pitch and I loved the game modified fast pitch because it was not hitter dominated like slow pitch it was not pitcher dominated like fast pitch so hooked up with some really good guys talented guys and for years we traveled around the country and played a game that was uh, the scores were very similar to baseball so I loved it I uh, got to a point where I was tired of beating up my body thought I would get out of it and uh, a good friend of mine, Barry Patterson, who was the Hall of Fame coach over at Garden City High School, was running a program called Finesse Softball. This was back in 92, invited me to come out to a, to a workout, and uh, I just got hooked on it. And before I know it, I'm you know, part-time coaching and assistant with Barry, and uh, a few years later, I'm head coaching, and, and now we're you know, 28, 29 years later. And uh, and I'm still doing it. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's always been a, a passion of mine. I, I think that uh, maybe even it goes back to the high school. I also played for a, a legendary uh, coach at Plymouth Canton. His name was Fred Chrissy. He's a Hall of Fame uh, coach. And he's the one that really um, had an impact on me as a coach. And I think that's why I love to get in coaching. So I've been, uh, you know, coaching in the finesse organization for uh for a long, long time, and uh, we ju- we just love what the game does for these girls because the game of softball is really a conduit from kids in their adolescence to adulthood. It teaches them so much lessons, and uh, I think that's why it's a passion of mine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it till I wake up one day and say I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> Well, Donnie, happy to have you joining us here. For me personally, I played travel ball, played on Finesse for a couple of seasons, and I know how extremely excited I was when I was 10 years old to come in and have my first hitting lesson with you. So excited to see your analysis as we dive to your laughing. You're laughing. This is true. (laughs) No, I remember. I I told you, if you want, I can pull back out the videos and we can analyze that swing, see if we can see if we can do some improvements on it. It's uh, it's never too late. Man, yeah, I feel like I haven't held a bat in a while here. Played some college ball at Lawrence Tech, but excited to hear what you bring to the show. As you said, you know, you and Lauren have your segment, so here we're going to be diving deeper, and especially with what's happening with COVID-19, not having the opportunity to watch some of these young athletes as we normally would, it's nice to have this opportunity to dive deeper and see what's going on. So for today's episode, we're going to go over the total softball player of the year, the top 10, talk about who's on the watch list, and just break down how we go about the rankings. But before we get started, State Champs Michigan Swing Away podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports, including softball at Lawrence Tech. Simply log into ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. 
Swing Away is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back and get paid. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. We're also brought to you by the pros at Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changers segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards, the state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced in mid-April. For more information, head over to DACathleteoftheyear.com. Okay, Donnie, we're going to go over, after all that, we're going to go over the total softball player of the year top 10. What you got? Good. All right. Well, first of all, I want to, I want to do a couple plugs and thank yous myself, if that's okay. Um, first of all, I want to thank uh, the, the management at Total Sports for allowing us to do this and financing um, the Total Softball Player of the Year award. They've been um, they've been gracious and much appreciated. Uh, also, uh, a thank you to State Champs and, and Lauren. We've always talked about collaborating together to help promote these high school kids and it's uh it's a great passion that i know lauren has and it shows and we just enjoy working with uh with state champs and 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 helping us do this and i'm also excited uh, as we talked briefly about brian chittister and college bound jacks um brian's been around softball forever his uh his um company that he does helps a lot of kids get uh, recruited and then having him in the studio doing the podcast with you and some other people like Matt Mowry um, it's just it's it's going to be fun so I, I'm just uh, I'm appreciative of everybody that's involved uh, including yourself of course Jenna uh, to be able to do this and the, the goal is just to give these kids uh, some much deserved exposure especially with what's taking place with the pandemic in the last year. Most certainly, Donnie. Yeah. yeah. When we're talking about the top 10 list, I, I wanted to uh, maybe start off briefly and just remind people how the process works and how we evaluate players. So um, certainly we reach out to as many coaches, whether it's high school coaches, club ball coaches, any type of advocates that know the game of softball to say, hey, give us names of kids that you think could be candidates for player of the year. And then we begin to, to put a list together, and we'll go through it a little bit. We have a top 10 list, but we also have a pretty significant watch list. And these are kids that were, were maybe they're not immediately on the top 10, but certainly can work their way into the top 10. But let's talk for a minute about the process. First of all, this award is for any age group. So it could be a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, or a senior. It's not a a senior award and it's based on the current year's performance so what you did last year uh, does not count for this year other than that if you had a great last year or in this case two years ago those are some of the reasons kids are on the on the initial list right now <clears throat> but we have a, a rating system that we use to try and, and 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 rate the kids and ultimately decide who is the player of the year 30% of it is performance. So this is just your outright performance, um, whether it's pitching, whether it's hitting, whether it's fielding. 30% of it <clears throat> is weighted in your performance. 
20% is level of competition. So somebody could have some incredible numbers, but maybe they're doing it against weaker competition. We wanted to try and level the playing field to say we are going to take into consideration level performance. So if you've got great numbers and you're doing it against great teams, um, that's going to that's gonna count more. Online voting is 20%. And online voting, although... <clears throat> If you if you're not in the top online voting, you can certainly win this. Um, you can win this award. Um, but here's why online and voting voting is important to to myself is that high school ball, unlike club ball, it, it's about representing your community. It's about representing your school. And when these kids get on the top ten list, we want the school and we want the community to get behind these kids. And, um, you know, get on and, and vote for him. The top voter is guaranteed to be in the final selection um, when we make that final decision in June. Um, but so online, online voting is important, and we, we want people to participate, and we want them, um, players, coaches, schools, and community to, um, to push the, the, the players that are on the list. Uh, 15% of this is going to be big game performance. So when you've got a big game, whether it's a league championship, whether it's a district or a regional final, if you put up big numbers and lead your team to victory, that's going to really carry some weight. And that usually starts to happen as we get further down the road, as we get uh, through May and, and into June. Ten percent of it is going to be your team success. So even though this is an individual award, um, there's something to be said about team players and doing what you need to do to bring your team success. So we do factor in ten uh, percent. And then lastly, five percent is highly recruitable athletes. Um, most of these kids that are on this list are highly recruitable athletes. A lot of them committing to Division One and in some Power Fives. Um, and we realize that that is not a high cri- uh, priority, especially for a high school award. But we still want to benefit the kids that have worked hard and have either received the attention or the, the verbal or signing um, to the next level at college. So that hopefully rounds out to 100 percent if my if my math is uh, correct. And then the other thing I get, Jenna, a lot of times is, you know, like how do we get on the list? And again, you know, we're trying to reach out all over the state of Michigan. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, last year we had, uh, or two years ago, we had Gabby Salowin from es- Escanaba. Um, but we need help identifying players that maybe are on the further outreaches that maybe don't get seen a lot. And uh, so we, you know, I want to send out to, to, to coaches and um, not only coaches, but sometimes there's, there's parents you know, we'll, we'll take opinions from anyone. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll brush them out and, 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 you know, verify certain numbers but we we want help in identifying our, our goal is to give kids exposure and at the end of the day we're probably there's, there's always going to be people that think we didn't pick the right person right that's that's maybe part of the the fun of it that we all have our own opinion um, but our goal is that no player goes unnoticed and the more people we have making recommendations to her to us the better chance that we're gonna we're gonna pick the right person to win the total softball player of the year. Absolutely. I appreciate the breakdown when it comes to the performance, how they compete in big games and overall teamwork and feedback from the community. But I wanted to ask you, what's the kind of feedback that this award has been getting over the past six years? 
The kids really love it. I mean, they they really do. Social media. You know, I'm an old guy, so I don't uh, I don't understand it as well as uh, as the young people do. Um, but the fact that they can go just about anywhere on their phone and they can track it, I think it's really a positive thing. It's one of the things that keeps us going and doing it. You know, we were evaluated and say, hey, does this feel like something that's worthy? And um, everybody says, yeah, continue on with the show. It's great for the kids. And um, so it's been positive and it's exciting. And when the kids do get noticed that they deserve it and it's, it's good recognition for them. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about recognition, let's get into the top 10, Donnie. Okay. Well, let let the debate begin, right? So, an initial top ten, and uh, hopefully a couple of these names I, I won't uh, hack up too bad. But um, uh, a player that we've got on the top ten list is Callie Havilland, and she's from Three Rivers. Callie's a senior, and she's committed to Alabama. Big time, big time power hitter. Uh, very committed athlete. She does a tremendous job with her conditioning. You know, I think Pat Murphy at uh, Alabama made a good choice by going after her. Probably the most talented or potentially talented kid in this list is a junior named Lily Valamont, who now is at Trenton and committed to Northwestern University. Uh, I've watched Lily for a long time. I put her in the same category as uh, an Amanda Chittister. Uh, for those that maybe they don't know, but most do know Amanda Chittister. She's on the Olympic team and going to be performing in the Olympics this year, which is, is really cool. Um, but also uh, with Alex Subcheck and the high school career of Alex Subcheck, um, one of the best ever. I put Lily in that in that same group. Now, again, she's got to perform, and um, part of performing is to see if people pitch to her. Um, but she is truly one of the, the best softball players that's come out of this area in a long, long time, and we look forward to tracking her. A pitcher, a left-handed pitcher, is a senior from Grand Blank who's committed to Purdue, uh, Kendall Klokak, and you know we'll track her and see. She's had some, she's had some incredible success at the uh, club level, and she's one that's on, in the, on the list. One of my favorites is uh, Kelsey Nader out of Canton. Kelsey is a junior outfielder, also committed to uh, Northwestern. And in watching Kelsey go through the process, the recruiting process, every school wanted to recruit Kelsey Nader, and that includes the Michigans, the Northwesterns, uh, Kentucky's, a lot of Power Fives, because of her passion on the field. And it'll be interesting to see how, um, how Kelsey does uh, in this contest. Another one that uh, you may recognize the name, Mandy Essman. Her older sister, Lauren, is now at Michigan. Lauren was a 2019 Gatorade Player of the Year in Michigan, was also Miss Softball in Michigan. Mandy Essman is a junior from Gull Lake, power-hitting left-hander, great defensively. She can, she can play middle infield. She can play catcher. She can even work in the outfield if you need her. So looking forward to following her. Another... Uh, left-handed pitcher Rachel Everett from Heartland. Uh, Rachel is a senior that's committed to South Alabama, and she's following to South Alabama one of our future or one of our past Player of the Year, Abby Krizwicki uh, from Mercy. Abby's uh, right now enjoying a, a great season at South Alabama before she starts uh, before she starts grad school. So. Rachel will be going out to South Alabama and trying to keep the tradition of Michigan players doing well out there. Um, another one that's incredibly talented, I call a 5 tool athlete, is Kelsey Zampa from Heartland. Uh, another senior, 
primarily an outfielder. She may play some infield in high school. She's committed to uh, Duke University. Uh, Kelsey hits with power. She hits for average. She's got speed. She's got an incredible cannon for an arm. And um, defensively, she's just uh, she's a highlight reel in the outfield. So one, again, we'll be tracking. Uh, another one of my, my favorites is just a, a quality player, quality teammate, girl I've had a chance to watch grow since she was 10 years old, is Maggie Murphy, a senior, Mercy High School shortstop, um, and she's committed to Miami of Ohio. So look forward to tracking her. Smooth fielding outfielder, Ellie Sealer from Monroe. Ellie is uh, another uh, senior, and she is committed to Michigan. So I think Hutch and, and the staff there are, are going to love uh, working with Ellie. And then the last one on our top ten list is a pitcher, sophomore pitcher named Megan Nectarline. That's out of Dakota. Uh, Megan throws in the in the sixties, but she combinate she combines velocity with with movement. And so, being a twenty twenty three, she is not really eligible for colleges to start talking to her until September one of her junior year. So she is currently up uncommitted. So those are the initial ones on our top 10 list, but there's a whole bunch right behind them that are that are ready to take their spot. Right, and it was cool when I was looking through some of the different girls that we have on this list when we're talking about Megan. I mean, I watched a video that she posted when she was in eighth grade, so you know we're having a year fill gap time that we have to talk about, but since then you're talking about she's throwing in the low 60s in her arsenal. She has her drop ball, drop curve, flip change, rise ball, so I'm excited to see what kind of work she's put in during 2019 to see where she's, excuse me, you know, going out of 2020-2021 to see where she's going to be as well as with these other girls and especially when we talk about Callie, I hope I'm pronouncing some of these name, names right, right, right. as well. <laughs> but um, she's doing CrossFit three times a week before the pandemic hit. So, I mean, just seeing what these girls would be doing during conditioning, if we have the opportunity to talk to them, it's extremely exciting. And I know we also have some girls on the watch list as well. At any time, we'll be tracking, you know, 20 to 25 kids on the watch list. Um and uh, if you'd like, I'd go through a few. I have one that I want to mention that I'm pretty certain is not going to get in the top 10. And the reason I say that is her high school does not have enough players to field a team. So she's just going to work on her conditioning and doing her individual workouts. But that's Savannah Wing, left-handed uh, player from uh, Gabriel Richard. She is a senior first base outfield, and uh, she's committed to Kent State. So I, I don't think she's going to be playing high school ball, but I wanted to, to get her name out there because if she was playing, she definitely would be one in uh, for consideration for, for player of the year. Uh, another player that I, you know, I nicknamed Steady Eddie is Jenna Blevins, a senior out of Flat Rock, committed to, to Hartford. Real consistent uh, player and versatile. Um, this she can play short, she can play second, she can play third, and she's a fabulous, uh, fabulous outfielder. One of our best fielders that we have in this group is uh, Alyssa Holo from South Lion East, senior, committed to Central Michigan. Um, really look at her in the infield, whether it's third, short, second. She has some of the quickest hands, quickest transition, and a cannon for an arm. Very skilled uh, defensively, and you know, not not a really big kid, but she hits home runs. She can hit bombs. So interested to see if she'll break out. Another pure hitter 
out of Eaton Rapids is Shelby Kunko, a senior that's committed to Miami of Ohio. Grace Needles, who's coming off some successful surgeries. Grace is a I'm sorry, a junior, uh, shortstop, second base out of Mercy. That's another kid that's committed to Northwestern. I think you can see the, the trend that Northwestern is going to be really focusing on coming after Michigan kids. And uh, uh, Kate and Carol Drohan have been a, a, a big supporter of what we're doing over here. We're excited that they're, that they're recruiting our kids. Michigan State commit, big-time hitter Britt Bashirs out of Wald Lake Central. Britt's a junior, first base, third base, and um, she hits bombs. Another kid that I think is really going to jump out is Abby Hornberger, who is a, you know, she's playing at Regina. Couldn't get better coaching than there, right? Abby is a junior. She is uncommitted. I'll just say that she's very close to verbally committing to a Ivy League school, so I think that would be awesome. Keep you updated on that. Um, a girl, sometimes it doesn't get noticed as much as Avery Wolverton, a senior pitcher, first baseman out of Howell that's committed to, to Furman. Looking forward to tracking her. Maddie Springer, another, another power hitter, infielder out of Howell. Howell's going to be strong again. They're going to have you know tremendous depth as they've had the last few years. I'm looking to see if maybe they, they, they take it home as a team this year. Maddie is committed to Central Michigan. And then a new kid that I don't think a lot of a lot of people have heard, but I think they're going to now, is a girl by the name of Maddie Ramey. She is a junior shortstop. She's just got great skills and uh, plays uh, at Allen Park right now and recently committed to, uh, to Michigan. So look to hear the name Maddie Ramey. And again, as this thing starts to take off, we're going to start tracking these people and these kids our kids that have the potential to get up on the top 10 and and maybe win this thing. If I can, I want to shoot off a few more names, if that's okay, just so everybody's got a flavor of who we're following. Up-and-coming pitcher Ava Bradshaw, who is a freshman at South Lion, throws in the mid-60s. Be interesting to see what she does now at the high school level. Pitcher infielder Kendra Vanderluck from Asigo, hopefully I'm saying that right, who's committed to Toledo. Devin Beals, another quality player, power hitter from Milford, going to, uh, committed to Northern Illinois. Lauren Saborski, who has had some injuries early in her career, a senior out of South Lion East, uh, catcher third baseman. I'm looking for her to have a monster year. You know, she got off some injuries, and then we had the pandemic year. So we're going to look to see if she can break out. And guess what? Another kid that's committed to uh, Kate and Carroll over at, uh, at Northwestern. Uh, another pitcher from Frankenmuth, and this is one of those kids that, you know, kind of goes unnoticed. Her name's Brooklyn Campo, who is a sophomore pitcher from Frankenmuth. Let's track her and, and see how she does, because another kid that throws in the 60s, power pitcher. Delaney Roberson, a senior from Heartland, committed to Kent State. Good, good, good infielder. A catcher from Wayland Union. A junior, Kennedy Cole, also committed to Kent State. We want to thank Eric Oakley for his continued recruitment of kids in Michigan. He's had success in the past, and those kids that have been successful for him is leading him to continue to recruit our area. And uh, there's a shout-out for Eric Oakley. Kayla Bain is another player that is very skilled. Infielder, outfielder, I suspect at college she'll play outfield. She's a junior from Anchor Bay, committed to Jackie Joseph at Michigan State. So she's one that we're going to be tracking. And um, another one is a catcher, 
from Dakota. She actually is going to be catching Megan, Brianna Bumbalo, out of Dakota. She's a junior that just committed to Western Michigan University. So those are the initial list of our watch list and, of course, the top ten. But um, there are going to be people that jump up onto the the watch list. Someone's going to break out, and we're going to get those people on the list and, and see if they can climb to the top. Donnie, I'm running out of pages in my notes <laughs> to keep track of all these players to watch. But it's, it's extremely exciting that everyone has the opportunity and that we're trying to give them that exposure. So if parents, coaches, and players want to submit some extra names, where would they go to do so? Probably the easiest way is to email me, and my email is donnydreyer16 at gmail.com. So it's D-O-N-N-Y-D-R-E-H-E-R-1-6 at gmail.com. And it's, uh, it's important to know that we have a committee of people that give us input. And, and some of the people, when I say input, when we sit down and discuss who's going to be on the top 10, who's coming on, who's coming off, who's added to the watch list, you know, between myself and Lauren, Matt Mowry is another one that's been very influential as he tracks softball and he knows uh, the places. Of course, Brian Chittister from College Bound Jocks is going to be involved. And even, you know, Jonathan Kidd, who is out, you know, filming all these games and stuff, he sees so many kids. So his input has been very valuable over the years. So we do have a group of people, kind of a committee, if you will. It's not just me. We hash it out and we, you know, group, we determine who's on the list and, and who's not on the list. Right, and it seems as though when you look at the MHSAA practices kicked off on March 22nd, and we've already talked about these athletes, they're coming off of that bit of a gap year with not playing last season. With your experience coaching, what you've seen at Total Softball, and just your overall connections, what do you know about the obstacles that most of these players have had to overcome heading into this season? Well, you know, the, the pandemics, uh, it's it's hit everybody. It, uh, I, I think... I think what people miss a lot is just the the emotional letdown of ready to have a season like last year and then not having a season. That is just the emotional side of it is in, incredibly tough. And, um, you know, we're borderline right now. As of now, we're a go with um, with weekly testing. Um, and But we hope that it's somewhat of a normal summer or, yeah, normal spring. But we we understand that there's going to be some games that are canceled. We're just hoping that it's as, as normal as possible. So just, you know, if you can imagine, you know, you, you go through the school and you got your varsity jacket on and you want to, you know, play games and getting your name in the paper, being with your teammates, representing your school, they didn't get a chance to do that. And really tough last year for the seniors that, you know, had to go off to college and to get a chance to represent their school. So the, the emotional side of it, I think, is um, important. But, you know, for... A lot of kids that are on this list, our top 10 in our watch list, these are, these are recruitable athletes. And so they're dealing with, you know, the recruiting process and the uncertainty of it. The college coaches um, uh, for a long time, well, Division One coaches still can't be out to recruit on site. And so it's been a lot of virtual recruiting. And there's a lot of uncertainty with that. So college coaches either deciding I'm going to offer a scholarship because uh, I saw a kid virtually you know they're waiting to hear uh, some colleges have said hey we're not going to make final decisions until we actually can see them live and then the other anxiety is that uh, the NCA has ruled to give everybody in college an extra year of eligibility so the college coaches are deciding who may want to come back and if they do do they want them back and that that's going to affect our 
our 21s, our 22s, and 23s, and how the college coaches uh, build their roster. So there is there's a lot of uncertainty out there, Jenna, but I, I'll say this because I always say it to, to my players and the kids that we train is there's a place for everyone. And if there's something good that's out of this, because there's so much change right now, opportunities are there. So I don't care if you're a junior. I don't care if you're a senior and you're not committed. There's going to be opportunities. Stay positive. Keep doing what you can do. And, um, and trust me, I've been around this for a long time. If you want to play collegiate softball, there's a, there's a place for you. Stay positive, stay active, and you will find a great home. Loved every bit of that, Donnie. So for everyone listening, if you have any submissions, be sure to email Donnie at DonnieDreyer16 at gmail.com. Donnie, thank you for your time today. And I'm looking forward to get this show rolling and to watch these athletes excel out on the field this season. I'm, I'm doing the same. We get to do this every week, so I'm, I'm ready for it. The, you know, the 70 degrees outside, let's get it going. 